everyone. Welcome to The Music Makers, the podcast for elementary music teachers. I am your host, Marissa DeVoe. Let me start off by telling you all a little bit more about myself and this podcast. I just finished my fifth year of teaching elementary general music. I've been teaching for the last two years, kindergarten through fourth grade general music in Western New York. Prior to teaching in Western New York, I taught for three years in Arizona. I graduated with my bachelor's degree in music education from Buffalo State College. And the catalyst for making this podcast is actually to fulfill my thesis project requirement for my graduate degree in music education. But there's a bigger reason for having this podcast. My main goal for this podcast is to provide elementary music teachers with ideas for lessons, activities, and repertoire. This past year, I had an hour commute one way to work. I spent most of my time in the car listening to podcasts. I know many teachers, including myself, spend many hours searching Pinterest and Teachers Pay Teachers to get inspired about new material to bring to their students. I was craving for a podcast that provided me with new repertoire and activities that I could access at any time. I love going to workshops and professional development and learning new material one day and being able to bring it to my class the next. And I really hope that elementary music teachers who are listening can gain some new ideas that are going to enhance their music program for their students. In this podcast, we will have some deeper discussions, not only about what we teach, but how we teach it and why we teach it, because I think that is so important to talk about. And before we really get into the content of this episode, I just want to say that whatever personal experiences or educational philosophies I share in this podcast are just that, my own beliefs and experiences, meaning what I say might not always be in line with your pedagogical ideals, and that is okay. I am certainly not claiming to be an expert in elementary music education, but I am passionate and I am so in love with this field. All repertoire, activities, and references mentioned in this episode and any future episodes can be found on our website, themusicmakerspodcast.com. That's themusicmakerspodcast.com. Each episode will have a central topic or theme. Being the first episode, I thought it would be appropriate to begin with welcome and hello songs. With each topic, I will start off by discussing the importance of that topic in elementary general music curriculums. So, what is the importance of a hello or welcome song in elementary general music? In college, I was taught to begin every class, at least for kindergarten and first graders, with a hello song. And that is how I have run all my kindergarten and first grade classes since then. Donalda Westcott is a Canadian elementary music educator and the current president of Canada's Music Educator Association, stated that a hello song helps to transition and prepare students for class and sets up music skills and concepts we want our students to know. I agree with Westcott's belief because I've seen it work in my classroom. A hello song has allowed my students to focus their attention, leave their problem and worries about anything else at the door, and get into quote-unquote music mode. I have also used hello songs to do informal assessments on students' ability to sing in their head voice, keep a steady beat, and their ability to improvise. Looking at the class structure as a whole, 
music educator Patience Moore, who has written so many wonderful articles for the publication Teaching Music. Moore argued that the most important part of class is the beginning and the end. Moore states that most elementary music educators begin with an opening song to help students transition and end with a goodbye song to refocus the students before they leave the room. When I plan my lessons, I like to make sure the structure of it is balanced. For kindergarten and first grade students, we begin every class with a hello song and then we follow it with our classroom rule songs. And I'm gonna get to both of those a little bit later. Then, as I begin the content of my lesson, I make sure that students are moving at least every 7 to 10 minutes and that there are many different songs or activities to keep their bodies and minds engaged. I always conclude my class with a goodbye song. Personally, I use a hello and goodbye song every class for kindergarten and first grade students. Through my personal experience with older grade levels, I have found they respond better and have more success engaging in a hands-on or more critical thinking activity rather than a traditional hello or goodbye song. However, I believe it is just as important to have some kind of welcoming activity or warm up with them to get their minds focused. And I'm gonna share some of those ideas with you all in a little bit. We're just gonna take a short break and hear from one of the local sponsors from Western New York. When you need a musical instrument for your child to play in the school band or orchestra, you have a lot of questions. Can I get the brand of instrument that the teacher recommends? Is the instrument maintained in proper playing condition? If the instrument needs repairs, or a free loaner instrument available? With Twin Village Music, you'll get a resounding yes to all these and many more questions. The fact is, Twin Village Music rents more instruments to school children than any other music store in western New York. Twin Village Music is an authorized dealer for Armstrong, Bach, Selmer, Yamaha, and many other name brand instruments of superior quality that are rigorously maintained by their own in-store repair shop. Quite simply put, they have better looking and better playing instruments that encourage student success. See and hear the difference for yourself. Visit Twin Village Music at 44 Central Avenue in Lancaster. Call 683-4879. Twin Village Music, serving Western New York for almost 60 years with superior quality, value, and service. Welcome back to the Music Makers Podcast, the podcast for elementary music educators. I'm going to share with you now some different welcome or hello songs that I use with my younger students, and I'm going to share some other welcoming activities you can do with some of your older students. So for these songs, I use them with kindergarten and first graders. You could also use them with preschoolers or possibly second graders, depending on the class. I mentioned before that a welcome song helps students adjust to the music mode, but you can also get a lot out of a welcome song. In my classroom, I don't ever teach a song without having students do something physically or mentally. One great thing about doing the same welcome song for many weeks in a row is that it allows students to focus on other musical skills than just singing because they're trying to learn the song. So let me set the stage for you. In my classroom, I have my kindergartners and first graders sit on the rug in a circle. Before I begin the welcome song, I have students wiggle their spider fingers. Spider fingers is a term and concept that I learned during my undergraduate studies from Jamie Holden. Jamie Holden is a vocal elementary educator at Lindbergh Elementary School in Kenmore, New York. Spider fingers means we are keeping the beat on our bodies but it is not audible because we use the tips of our fingers. When I introduce this on the first day of my class, I say, we are gonna use our spider fingers, and then I demonstrate wiggling my fingers. I then ask my kiddos, 
Are spiders quiet or loud? Of course they respond quiet. Then I go on to say, good, just like spiders are quiet, our fingers must be so quiet that I can't hear them keeping a beat. I can only see them. This allows me to watch my students keeping the beat without having the noise and distraction of the students who are not keeping the beat. And this is really a saving grace for me because we all know kindergarteners, the first couple weeks, first couple months of school are not keeping the beat together. Another great benefit of this, and one of the reasons why I keep doing it through the end of first grade and sometimes into second grade, is the fluidity and lightness of it. I think it helps my students keep the beat and learn it quicker because it's not a heavy feeling. When using spider fingers, we move all of our bodies and practice keeping the beat in different places, such as the top of my head, on your shoulders, your belly, on the ground, and any other place you can think of. And thank you so much, Jamie, for that amazing technique. It has definitely come in handy with my younger students. One of my personal favorite welcome songs is called Hello to All Musicians. I learned this during my undergraduate studies from Dr. Carrie Renzoni, assistant professor of music and coordinator of the undergraduate music education program at Buffalo State College. This song was originally composed by an Italian educator, and the original title is Ciao a tutti, which means hello everyone. Dr. Ranzoni did a rough English translation of the original song, and it sounds like this. Hello to all musicians, welcome to our music time. Hello to all musicians, welcome to our time. Hello to all musicians, welcome to our music time. Hello to all musicians, welcome to our time. So that was the A section of our song. And the B section is where a call and response happens. I would sing a student's name and the students would all echo back. And it would sound like this. Hello, Marissa. And they echo, hello, Marissa. Hello, Susie. Hello, Susie. Hello, James. Hello, James. Hello, Tommy. Hello, Tommy. And then we return to the A section. Hello to all musicians, welcome to our music time. Hello to all musicians, welcome to our time. Hello to our musicians, welcome to our music time. Hello to our musicians, welcome to our time. Now, a reminder that all songs and activities I share with you in this episode and all future episodes will be available on our website, themusicmakerspodcast.com, so you don't have to worry about forgetting. I really like using Hello to All Musicians as a welcome song because it draws attention to each individual child. Based off of this song, I can usually tell what frame of mind my students are in on an individual level by noticing their engagement in a song via spider fingers and their singing and, you know, do they smile when we sing their name? That's important to look out for. It also encourages singing in our head voice and responding to visual and oral cues. Essentially, I can continuously assess three things with just this welcome song. I assess students on their ability to keep a steady beat, their ability to respond to the visual and oral cues, meaning the call and response, and I use my hands as an audible breath for when they're about to sing, and their ability to sing in their head voice. It is 
great to repeat the welcome song for many weeks so that students become comfortable and familiar with it so you're getting real authentic data collection. The next welcome song is called Good Morning. I learned this song through a colleague at Buffalo State College. However, neither of us can find the original source. If anyone out there knows the original source, please email me at themusicmakerspod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. That's themusicmakerspod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. I always think it is important to give credit where credit is due, and I would love to give credit to the person who wrote Good Morning. So Good Morning also has two sections. The A section sounds like this. Good morning, good morning, how are you? Good morning, good morning, how do you do? And the B section, you have some room for creativity. I would start out the first time you do this song by singing something like, If you're wearing, if you're wearing blue today, please stand up, please stand up and shout hooray. And all the students wearing blue would stand up and shout hooray. And they get a real good kick out of that and love doing that. However, you do have a lot of flexibility with the B section tagline. So I change it up all the time. Sometimes I do, if you have, if you have brown hair today, please stand up, please stand up and shout hooray. Or you could make it really specific to only a few children by singing something like, if your name, if your name begins with a K, please stand up, please stand up and shout hooray. There are so many possibilities you have with what you sing in that B section. Giving students the opportunity to have to think about themselves and what they're wearing or what they look like in a short amount of time and wanting an immediate response is sometimes difficult for our kindergarten and first graders. But these are great social skills to practice as it prepares them for being more self-reflective and it helps them work on that quick response time, which both of those are important skills in music. After I've done this song and activity for a couple of weeks, I take it to a new level, specifically with my kindergarten students. We know it is important for kindergartners to be able to distinguish between their speaking or chanting and singing voice. So what I do is I go over what it sounds like to talk or chant, sing, whisper, and shout. Then I sing the good morning song again, except this time I change a little something. Good morning, good morning, how are you? Good morning, good morning, how do you do? If you're wearing, if you're wearing blue today, please stand up, please stand up and sing hooray. So if you noticed, I changed the word shout hooray to sing hooray and I gave them a so do pattern to sing and you could also change it up do so me do me so whatever you want to do there so this is a great assessment of the students understanding between their singing and speaking voice I can make my group small by using descriptors like if you're wearing glasses if you have blue eyes or I can be really specific and sing a student's name like this if your name, if your name is Isabella, please stand up, please stand up and whisper hooray. 
I really love using this song for a welcome song because it allows you the opportunity to not only see how students interact and respond in a quick amount of time, but you can call out smaller groups and you can call out individual students. And that results in really good data on their singing voice, keeping a steady beat, and their ability to respond in a short amount of time. Personally, for me, I don't start collecting any of this data until about a month into teaching this song. I see students once every six days, so I'm lucky if I see them four times in one month. So I make sure that we have done this song as a class at least five times before I start calling out individual students. You want your students to feel comfortable knowing the song so that they can be their real true selves and give you good data. So earlier I stated, after I do my hello song with my kindergarten and first graders, I go right into our rule song. So we all know, and some may loathe due to the repetition, the song Baby Shark, which was made popular by the YouTube channel Pink Fong. But why not use the song Children Love to practice your classroom rules? With my kindergarten and first graders immediately following our hello song, we always do our rule song. I have changed the lyrics to Baby Shark to match the rules in my classroom. And this is what it sounds like. Music class do 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 music class do 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 music class do 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 music class crisscross do 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 crisscross do 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 crisscross do 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 crisscross and to save you from all the do do do's, I'm just gonna shorten the rest and do one line of each. Eyes on me, do 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 do. Raise your hand, do 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 do. Listening, do 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 do. Hands in lap, do 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 do. And then the last one is always. Let's have fun, do 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 do. Let's have fun, do 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 do. Let's have fun, do 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 do. Let's have fun. While it may be exhausting or annoying for us adults. After the first month, my kindergartners and first graders can sing it alone, and if I ever try to skip it a day, they get very upset. It is a great way to reinforce the classroom rules and provides a reminder before every class. The coolest thing about it is that students really are listening to it. While we sing, if there is a student who is not sitting crisscross, as soon as we get to that part, they fix their legs. In addition, throughout the whole class time, if I see a student not listening, I just start singing listening do, 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 and students refocus themselves. It is catchy, the students know the song, and you can edit the words to fit your classroom rules. The song is accompanied by some small hand movements that all students are required to do in my room. For example, on the crisscross we point to our legs, listening we point to our ears, and raise your hand we raise our hand. I'll post a video of what the movements look like on the website, themusicmakerspodcast.com. We are going to take another quick break, and when we come back, I will share some welcome songs and activities that are more appropriate for our older students. Hey, everyone. I wanted to share with you a message from my dear friends at Williamsville Performing Arts Studio. Does your child love being in the spotlight? If so, Williamsville Performing Arts Studio is the place for them. WPAS is not allowing COVID to stop the music. 
They are now offering virtual vocal, piano, and guitar lessons with plans to transition to in-person lessons once it's safe. To register, visit their website, williamsvillepas.com. That's williamsvillepas.com. Welcome back. And before we go on, I just want to mention that all ads I ever put in my episodes will be from local businesses in Western New York. I see such a great importance, especially now, to support local businesses, and I hope local educators take advantage of these awesome opportunities around us. Now, I know there are many more welcome or hello songs for our younger students that I did not mention. I think that could probably easily fill two to three episodes alone. At the end of the episode, I will provide my email again, and if you want to share your favorite hello or welcome song, you can submit it to me, either a recording or the sheet music, and I will share it out on our website, themusicmakerspodcast.com. So now let's learn about some welcome songs or activities that are more appropriate for our students in second through fifth grade. Whenever I'm planning my welcome activity or song for my older students, I think about a couple different things. I think about what haven't we touched on in regards to music skills in a while? What could I do to enhance the lesson I have for them today? And most importantly, what is going to be fun and get them excited for music class today? One piece I love to do is called Up the Ladder, Down the Ladder. This is from Jeff Kriske and Randy DeLillel's curriculum book titled Game Plan. And this particular song is from their third grade book. To begin, I have students sit on the floor and they each get a pair of rhythm sticks. The chant sounds like this. Up the ladder, down the ladder, one by one. We're going up the ladder, down the ladder, one by one. We're going up the ladder, down the ladder, one by one. We're going up the ladder, down the ladder, one by one. I repeat the chant four times before I get to the B section. The claps you heard are what the students would either hit their sticks together or hit them on the floor. For up the ladder, they hold the sticks above their head and hit them together. For down the ladder, they hold them a little bit lower on their body, kind of around the belly button region. So down the ladder. And finally, on one by one, they hit their sticks on the floor. One by one. So why don't you try the A section with me while clapping to represent the sticks. One, two, here we go. Up the ladder, down the ladder, one by one. We're going up the ladder, down the ladder, one by one. We're going up the ladder, down the ladder, one by one. We're going up the ladder, down the ladder, one by one. Now for the B section, this allows students to figure out the rhythm to any topic you want to use that day. So for beginning of the school year, I use their name. It's a great way to help you learn the students' names. You could also do their favorite food, color, subject, sport, whatever you decide. Make sure you let the students know beforehand. One student or the teacher would begin and chant and play their sticks to whatever the subject is. So let's say we're doing our name. So all students would use the formula, my name is, and then they would put in their name, and their job is to say it and play it. So that would sound like this. My name is Jenny. Or if we're doing food, then everybody would start with I like, and then they would put their food. So it might sound like this. I like mac and cheese. 
Students would go individually, and the class would echo whatever the person said with their voices and their sticks. This is a really great resource for the beginning of the year as a getting to know you activity. And an extension for this activity to make it a little bit more challenging is that on the one by one part, instead when students hit their sticks on the ground, instead of doing it straight in front of them, they could go right, left, right. And on the last right, they would pass the sticks to the person sitting next to them and place them on the ground. So it adds a little bit more challenge because the students have to remember to pass the sticks each time. And another extension you could do with this activity is having students find out the rhythm using notation for, their, for the chant, the up the ladder, down the ladder part, or for their individual parts that they come up with. For our next welcome activity, I have a song, Jump In, Jump Out. And it is one of my other favorite chants to use, particularly at the beginning of the school year. The origin of this song actually comes from the 1994 children's television show, Gullah Gullah Island. Students stand in a circle and they follow the directions for movement in the song. It sounds like this. Jump in, jump out, turn yourself around. Jump in, jump out, introduce yourself. And on the introduce yourself part, whoever starts the chant, I usually start as a teacher, you point to one person, and then that person has to jump in the middle of the circle and say, my name's Marissa, and the class will go, yeah, I like to sing, yeah, and I'm gonna sing, yeah, for the rest of my life. And the class echoes, for the rest of her life. Jump in, jump out, turn yourself around. Jump in, jump out, introduce yourself. And you would keep going until however many children you wanted to have introduce themselves that day go. Remember, don't feel like you have to do the whole class every day, every time. Split it up. Pick five here, five there, five there. Because students also get annoyed with it after a while. Especially if I did the song with fourth graders and it's if it was a big class, I could definitely see them getting annoyed and it's just getting mundane and you are jumping in the circle and jumping out of the circle so there is physical activity involved now what the students have to say on that section my name's marissa i like to sing and i'm gonna sing for the rest of my life it can be tricky especially for our second and third graders it's helpful to make a poster of the formula and put it on your smart board whiteboard or a piece of paper um, and it's helpful to give them time beforehand to practice that. You know, you could say, okay, these five people are going today. Everyone take a couple minutes and figure out what you're going to say because they have to come up with something they like to do, to eat, to whatever it is, right? My name's Marissa. I like to sing. So they could say, I like football. I like to draw. I like eating hot dogs, whatever they come up with. But putting them on the spot is going to, make them feel embarrassed and you don't want to ha that happen in your classroom. So I always give them time to think about it beforehand. Another great welcome activity I use with my older students is anything listening related. In my classroom, I have little pocket envelopes with magnets attached to the side of a filing cabinet. The pockets have different emotions or feelings written on them, such as happy, sad, angry, excited, calm, and I always make sure one says other. 
When students come into the room, they grab the popsicle stick with their student number on it. Numbers are easier because I can use one set of popsicle sticks for all of my students instead of writing every child's name on a stick. There's a song I pick that is playing as soon as the students enter the room. Students grab their popsicle stick and their job is to listen to it, think about how the song makes them feel, and then put their stick in the pocket that best matches their emotion. If their emotion is not on there, they put it in the pocket labeled other. The songs I choose for this activity are a wide range of genres, styles, and from many different decades. I've used classical, jazz, opera, musical theater, world music, rock, pop, and much more. After all students have put their popsicle sticks in the pockets, I pull out a couple from each emotion and ask them why it made them feel that way. I usually do only a couple students from each pocket to save time. The first couple times we do this, we spend more time on it just so I can help students give a thoughtful and descriptive response. Let's be honest, we know fourth graders, and this is what I usually get. I put my stick in happy because it made me happy. <laughs> Please don't ever settle for an answer like this. It is important for us to help our students express their feelings verbally. Some of the tips and advice I give my students for describing their emotional reaction is to think about why the song makes them happy or whatever emotion they chose. Is it because of something in the song, like the lyrics, the melody, the instruments, the beat? Or is it because it reminds you of something you've done, a place you've gone, or a specific person? I think it's extremely important to have these conversations with our students. It provides students with the skills to be active listeners. And I often learn new things about my students and their past experiences or specific people in their life that I didn't know before. Another listening activity I have my students do is a welcome activity. I call it listen and draw. My classroom setup is a little different than most because I share a room with the art teacher. Therefore, we have tables in our class. If you do not have tables, you would have to adapt the logistics of this activity. Students are put into groups. In my room, whoever is at their table is their group. One person from each group gets a single piece of paper and one crayon or marker. I instruct the students that I will put on a song and each student gets 30 seconds to draw. Their drawing should depict how the song makes them feel emotionally or whatever it reminds them of. I encourage my students just to relax and draw whatever comes to mind when listening. Obviously, you also have to make sure with your older students that it has to be school appropriate. I usually tell my students not to write words because um, I'm just trying to get a more visual representation of what they're thinking about or feeling. So after the first person draws for their 30 seconds, they pass it to the person in their group that is on their right. This person must add to the pre-existing drawing, but while still adding their own emotional takeaway of the song. You're going to repeat this process until all students in the group have been given a chance to draw. Obviously, you have to be the mediator and tell them when their 30 seconds is up. And after the done, I give the group a minute or two to discuss why they drew what they drew and to talk about what they were thinking. Finally, once the group has had a chance to discuss amongst themselves, they share out with the class. This activity requires independent and collaborative work. It also encourages students to think outside of the box and it provides a visual representation of their thoughts and emotions. 
There are so many great resources and activities you can use as a welcome song, and we have only skimmed the surface today. It is important to remember that like Donalda Westcott and Patience Moore said, a welcome or hello song should make students feel welcome. It should help them transition into music mode, and most of all, it should be fun. All of the songs and activities discussed in this episode, along with the scholarly references I made, are available on our website, themusicmakerspodcast.com. That's themusicmakerspodcast.com. Please hit subscribe and stay tuned for next week when we talk about songs and activities for using ukulele in the elementary general music classroom. We also have a very special guest that I interviewed, Dr. Robin Giebelhausen, and I'm so excited for you to hear what she has to say. If you have any suggestions for episode topics or want to share your welcome songs and activities, please email me at themusicmakerspod at gmail.com. That's themusicmakerspod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to keep making music. The cover art for this podcast was done by Nick Naparella, and the audio is from Audio Jungle.